welcome to Coin Kid. Today we are going to be talking about starting a collection. Starting a collection can be the most fun part of coin collecting because you're just getting started. You're hearing about tons of new things, and possibly even hearing and holding things that you've never held before. This was kind of weird for me. When I held old coins like old pennies, old nickels, old dimes, sometimes even gold coins. But anyways, let's get on with it. For step one, one of the most important rules, in my opinion, there are no rules of how to coin collect. Now you'll have some people saying that there is rules of coin collecting. But that's their opinion. This is my opinion. Now, if you're watching this and you think that, it's okay. I'm I'm not saying that there aren't any rules. Otherwise, I wouldn't have this video. There's just not any rules of how to coin collect and like which coins to collect. In my opinion. Now I've said that enough. So like, if I. If you wanted to collect a 1987 copper penny in uncirculated condition, because it looks so shiny and pretty, copper, then you could co- you could collect that. I might not collect it, but is it my is your collection my collection? No, your collection is yours. So, anyways, you can collect that. While this guy over here might not want you to collect it at all. Again, just my opinion. You can do what you want to do. Okay, time for step number two. You aren't going to have hundred-dollar coins at the beginning of your coin collecting career. Now. I know a lot of people—well, not a lot of people, but some people—will actually start off with hundred-dollar coins because they got them from their grandma or mom or dad, and they might sell them or they might start a collection. That is what I would do. But um, anyways, these coins that are like hundred. Millions and thousands and trillions—they're not trillions of dollars at all—but all those amounts, like a hundred thousand million dollar coins. I mean, you can—you could sell for a lot of money, and you could keep and have one of the best collections in the world. But anyways, if you are wondering. Which kinds of coins to look out for that are hundreds and thousands of dollars, maybe even millions of dollars? Stick around till the end of the episode. Okay, for step number three, you need to learn about key dates and semi-key dates, because if they are key dates, then they'll be worth at least a thousand dollars, and if they're semi-key dates. At least fifty to a hundred. Well, fifty to a hundred 
to at least $1,000. Now, some semi-key dates in good condition can be worth a lot more, but right now we're just talking the basics. When you collect these coins, you want to store them correctly, which is where episode four comes in. So when you're learning about key dates and semi-key dates, you might want to get something like a red book so that you can do the mi- look at the mintages. Don't look at the prices on red books. I don't think, and a bunch of experts that I know, don't think that red books have that great of prices, but they do have the correct mintages most of the time. I'm not saying that their mintages are always a million percent correct or anything, but I mean... We don't know the exact mintage of coins. So, I mean, it's things like that. But anyways, learning about the key dates and semi-key dates could really help when you learn the mintages. Like half a million, that's worth a lot of money. A lot of money. And anyways... If you're wanting to um, do some other things, like, I don't know, start a key date coin book, then you'll have to have a lot of money, because key dates and semi-key dates are really, really valuable. Unless you're talking about semi-key dates, which you could get for about $50 at the least. Time for step number four. Learn about coins compositions, or the amount of different metals that are in one coin to make it a coin that could be worth a lot of money. For instance, gold. Gold is worth a lot. Now, I know some people think it's worth millions of dollars per gram. But in reality, it's worth about $1,900 an ounce. But that's still a lot of money for just an ounce of gold. Now, many gold and silver coins that are found in circulation for the least amount of money are in bullion coins. Now, bullion coins sound pretty. Because the metals they're made out of sound pretty, right? No, not really. That's just a little thing that I was told by my grandpa. It's not true. Just sounds cool. But, anyways, learning coins compositions like 90% silver, 90% gold, 90%, 95% copper, those are all real compositions of some coins. Any penny before 1982 is worth... a little bit of money, a little bit more than a penny, because it's made of 95% copper and 5% zinc. Okay. So anyways, when it's made of more copper, copper is worth more, and that's exactly why they stopped using copper. Well, not stopped, but they quit using as much copper in coins because it was starting to be worth more than a penny. Now, any dime, quarter, or half dollar 
1964 and before is made of 90% silver and 10% copper. Now, a lot of the times, um, some people will ask me, then why can't you see the copper? And if you don't know what I mean by that, is if you look at the edge of a modern quarter, penny, or dime from the United States, you'll see a little line of copper. Why don't you see that on silver coins? Well, because it's a little amount of copper buried in the center of the coin. Now, counterfeit coins will probably have a lot more copper and no silver. But those aren't real coins. But anyways, now any coin that looks golden, unless it's counterfeit, 1933 and before is 90% gold as long as it looks gold, and as long as it's not counterfeit. But I mean, you can find some pretty neat gold coins, which I'm gonna have an episode about in on episode 11. That's pretty far away, but I mean, I planned ahead, eh? So um, anyways, if you find a 90% gold coin, it would probably be worth about $2,000 unless you're really lucky and get the 1933 St. Gaudens Double Eagle, which we'll talk about in the Gold Coins episode. Now, for step number five, check your change. A lot of people that I know don't want to check their change because they think that we only spend modern coins. Oh look, this coin's not valuable because it's 2020. They don't think that we spend any old coins. Maybe some coins from the 60s, or if we get lucky, the 50s. But that's not true. You can find coins from the 40s, 30s, 20s, sometimes even 1800s in circulation right now so i want you to start checking those um pockets for some loose change to start searching through with maybe some coin buddies but if you are ever going to coin roll hunt or check your change like step five says You've got to learn about key dates and semi-key dates, and in a later episode, I will be teaching you about error coin basics. So, yeah. Now for the last step, and one of the most important steps if you're into saving money. I am. Who else is? Okay, make sure it's your hobby. Coin collecting isn't so many people's hobby that I talk to because they once tried it and it didn't work out for them. Now, why didn't it work out for them? Because they were afraid that they would never get enough money to buy any good coins. Of course, of course, you can get good coins in your change. Which I still haven't searched my change. And I just talked about but making sure it's your hobby is the most important part of coin collecting. 
of course, once you collect all the coins, or maybe you buy a bunch of million dollar coins or hundred dollar coins, and then two days later, you're like, hmm, I don't want a coin collect anymore. But you've got all these expensive coins here, and you might not be close to a coin auction, or even be able to go to a coin auction. I mean, some people can't go to them. Maybe because they have children, or they have work, or I don't know, just a lot of stuff. But I mean. Making sure it's your hobby is something that I had to make sure of for a year, a big old year. Come on, a year? You might be thinking I'm crazy and just overreacting, but no, it's happened a lot to my friends. They've started coin collecting, and they bought a $200 coin, and then two days later, literally two days later. They stopped coin collecting and just gave the coin to somebody else, not me. Wish I had it. But anyways, those coins that are really expensive that you just buy, you have to make sure that coin collecting is your hobby. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. I mean. Making sure that coin collecting is your hobby is important, extremely important. I mean, I had a phase that I went through where I was obsessed with go karts, like racing go karts, and um, I stopped coin collecting, and I had a bunch of coins sitting in a book for no good reason. And then finally, I snapped out of that phase, and I had lost almost all my knowledge about coins. I had to look up my coins again and gain knowledge. Now, that's all I can talk about today. But remember to check your change for some old and valuable coins. See you next time on Coin Kid, Episode Two.